Welcome to the Australian Weight Loss Surgery Podcast, where every two weeks we explore all the aspects of the weight loss surgery journey. We'll hear from a range of experts, including bariatric surgeons, psychologists, patients, and dietitians, sharing up-to-date, informative advice to help fast-track your long-term weight loss success. The Australian Weight Loss Surgery Podcast. I'm Jackie Lewis and I'm the clinical nutritionist for BN Multi. And this week I've got Raylene, Tanil, John, and Helen have all joined us from our group, which is very cool. And so welcome. And we're going to talk a little bit about the coming weeks and how we can support you with food ideas and coping mechanisms and just a different way of maybe doing Christmas for the first or second or third time. And getting around temptation and helping to, um, I don't know, get through it with our health intact, I suppose. Would you say that would be what we're looking for? Yeah. Yeah, I think to survive the silly season without going overboard. (laughs) (laughs) It's easy to do. I'm a weirdo, I'll tell you that, because this time of year is when I go, right, I'm not as busy and I've got more flexibility and that sort of stuff and that and it's summer. So that's when I start to really um, train really well and eat really well. And in the holidays over Christmas and New Year, it's usually when I um, have got time to do a bit more exercise and that sort of stuff. So I'm uh, upside down and the rest of the year, particularly this year, I don't know how we all got through that, but I've only just kind of regrouped as far as going to the gym on a regular basis and that sort of stuff. So do you guys feel a bit the same way? I'm, I'm probably not in the same boat. I've not had surgery. I'm booked for surgery on the 22nd of December. Yeah. So <laughs> this is going to, I figured I'd early. Yeah. <laughs> Get a head start. So I guess it's a bit of a cheat Christmas for me this year. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what did you say? The 22nd is when you 22nd. Had- yeah. yeah. So then you'll be on liquids over the yep. Christmas period. That's exactly. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. um, interesting. And a lot of people do this and it's a, it is a busy time of year for work for us because people are having their surgery now so they can recover over the break and then go back to work. And some people are outward about their surgery and other people don't talk about it. So it's a time where they can kind of pop off and do their thing and come back and start the year also. But they'll, you know, if they don't want to tell their work about it, they can just take time off as holidays and have their yeah. surgery done. So there is a bit of that as well. Well, that'll be an interesting. And Raylene, do you have um, guests on Christmas Day? Do you host? No, I don't host, but we have a big family gathering of hubby side and we all congregate and um, have um, family members come and the kids get to play with all the cousins and everything and food galore. So (laughs) it'll be, yeah, it'll be an interesting day. Yeah. And how do you feel going into that, knowing that you'll be just a few days after surgery? Um, okay, I guess, because I do, I suppose, have the option of not going for long if need be. So I can, if I can drive, I can get myself there and back. But yes, I don't know if I, I have no idea what to expect or anything. So everything is unknown. <laughs> yeah that's and that's the way to run it is um go with what's happening for you as well yeah and it sounds like you've been well supported with you know it's an option for you to you know go home early or do whatever you need to do yeah Are your family all on board with your journey um well I've got an eight-year-old and three-year-old so there we've postponed Christmas camping trip 
for me to do the surgery. So, um, cause it was either that or when hubby goes back to work and he wouldn't get more time off. So, um, it's, I do have the support, which is great. The kids are sort of none. They're going to have some sleepovers at grandma's anyway for Christmas. So they're going to, they're looking forward to that. So that's, that saves me having them there then. So. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot more um, as flexibility within the family. So if you need yeah. it's there, which is great. Good on you. Yeah. And so as far as getting prepared for a liquid Christmas, that'll be an interesting one. Um, yes, a non-alcoholic liquid Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but given the weather that it is in Brisbane at the moment, you know, I don't think I can complain too much. <laughs> Absolutely. It's absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. That'll be really, um, we'll get, we'll come back and I'll just sort of work yep. around with everyone. Yeah, that's okay. We're all at. To Neil, how are you feeling about heading into Christmas? How many years have you had Christmas after your surgery? Um, I'm, I'm still early days. I'm only three weeks out. Yeah. So I'm still going through liquid phase, puree phase. Yeah. The fun phase. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas will arrive and you'll actually be able to chew something up, which will be good. I know. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> and has your recovery and your process been okay? Um, yeah, it's been pretty good. I've been a bit tired, but other than that, it's been it's been good. I definitely noticed a change in my, my shape, which is good. Good on you. That's amazing. And did you have a sleeve or a bypass? A uh, sleeve. Yeah, good on you. Excellent. And do you have anything specific you want us to kind of explore tonight? Um, no, I thought I would just tune in and see what it's all about tonight. And then I guess maybe next week I would have some questions. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why we do these regularly because it's kind of um, an extension of each session, I suppose. And did you know you can go back over all of the lives on the Australian Weight Loss Surgery podcast and listen to them? Um, they're all archived on that website. Oh, okay. That'd be good. Um, and what they've done is put them on the site and next to the frame there's the list of which topics we cover so you can flick through if you've got a specific issue you're looking at and we've covered quite a few um yeah uh, you can have a look there and um also the podcast is really good for kind of the start of the journey all the way through but it's yeah it's a good um it's such a steep learning curve i think um wonder if you agree definitely <laughs> Um, getting to know your body is very different yeah and I think it's a good thing in a lot of ways because we have to start listening and I think that's something that we focus on and over Christmas it's a really good time to be looking at that kind of mindful approach to food and to people and that sort of thing more the social um, side of things as well and so thank you and Helen welcome thank you Tell us a little bit about your Christmas thing. So I'm I'm old school. I've uh, had surgery in 2002, wow. and I've got a lap band. Yep. So I've got different issues to a lot of the new generation people. Yep. Um, and so I've had 18 years of Christmases. Yeah. Uh, and you just you just become very mindful of what you're going to eat and you plan. Like today, I was just chatting with my sister about our Christmas and starting to think about what I can eat um, that will be successful for me on the day. Yeah, absolutely. And are there certain foods that you steer clear of with the band? Uh, breads, pasta anything that will get caught in the band. And is that your first band? They haven't had to do any revision? No, I've, I've been very lucky. No revision. I've not slipped, not had anything happen. So 
because a lot of the sleeve patients are old band patients who've had complication. Right. I've, as, as I said, very lucky, no, no, no issues. Touch wood. Yes, touch wood. And do you experience any reflux or any foods that really upset you or anything like that? Um, I've, I've been on reflux medication for some time now. Um, so when I'm, when, when, I, when I'm not on that, I do have the, the bad uh, reflux and, and burn. Yeah. Uh, so I just have to be very mindful and mindful of what calories I'm drinking and things like that as well. And overall, has it been a success for you? I'm down 53 kilos at the moment. Um, I've lost about 17 kilos. I've plateaued and then I've lost 17 kilos in the last year. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Significant year. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, you. I think everyone's going, yay. (laughs) Brilliant. So we'll go over that as well. Welcome, John. It's always good to have the boys here. Thanks for joining us. don't know if you can hear me. Thank you. How are you? I'm well, yourself. Very well, thank you. We were just going around the group and just seeing what the main kind of um, thoughts are on Christmas. Is it the first time you've done Christmas after surgery? or? Yeah, I'm four weeks in. Four weeks. Yeah. All the newbies. That's yeah. good. Very and exciting. how are you going? Uh, not too bad. Um, losing weight, obviously, so um, not too much pain. Just uh, just trying to kick my old habits of, you know, eating fast, all that sort of stuff, so... Just rewiring the brain, I guess. And have you done you on the solids foods now? No, I start on um, uh, not full solids, but sort of easily broken up in two days. Yeah, good on you. Counting down the days. Yes. And so, how do you feel about Christmas this year? Uh, not too bad. All my family knows, so they're pretty supportive. So I'm yeah. not really too worried about Christmas, and I'm not drinking. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm not not too not too bad. Just sort of take it as it comes. Yeah. Good on you. Very good. And um, it is, it's an interesting, and for some people, it's the first time they've really socialised without drinking. So that brings up a whole new um, feeling around, um, you know, being around people and that sort of stuff, because often we do use um, alcohol as a lubricant for conversation and how we feel about ourselves and how, you know, how it, it's an inhibitor. So it um, helps us to feel more confident and more talkative and all that sort of stuff. And it's, it is interesting sometimes that without it, um, just the things that, and I found it maybe over, over the COVID period, we were hardly doing anything and we were catching up with our neighbours over the fences. But because none of us were really going anywhere or doing anything, the conversations that we had were, um, it took me back to kind of listening to my mum and like, you know, older generations and how they used to just chat. Um, and I think we get caught up in, you know, are we busy? Are you doing this? Are you achieving something? And what's happening? And it's all about what's happening. And we just talked a lot about recipes and gardening and <laughs> kind of um, it felt like we'd slipped back in time. And I think that was a really nice thing that came out of that period was taking away these um things that we put in the in between us and um or things that we define ourselves with as well so it is certainly a change so good on you guys and so christmas overall um we talk about yes maybe it's the first time you've done christmas without all the parties and lots of drinking and overeating um what are the key things that you think would um 
you could do you know you've got maybe a work function or something like that is that kind of the things you're looking at um guidance with managing like social events and parties and stuff like that yeah well sorry i I was just interested in what people if they're going to the parties are they just still having little nibblies and stuff it's but i I think you know i'll be um won't be at that stage where i can do too much anyway so i'll As I said, I wasn't too worried about Christmas, but I just wanted to hear what everyone's thoughts and input is. Yeah. I And a recent thing for me personally is no dairy and gluten, and it's not um, a choice. It's more of a health recommendation. Um, And so that sort of stuff I've started just to, you know, no one really knows about it. So it's the same thing. It's like we we can make our own big deal about our dietary requirements or we can just manage it. And I think there's two ways I hear patients doing that. It's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I can't have this. I can't have that. I can't have that. So they kind of don't enjoy that lead up to going out because they're so hung up on either what will everybody think when I'm not eating or um, how do I cope without um, this social kind of construct of food because also I find that obesity is a huge um, issue in um, ethnic groups as well and all they do is get together and celebrate with food so it's a whole game-changing thing culturally socially emotionally on many levels um and it's just kind of getting used to quietly managing yourself i think um but i also think these days so many people have got different things they're doing with food um (laughs) that it's become quite normal where you go out for dinner and uh, the first thing they ask is do you have any dietaries which 10 years ago that just wasn't even a question um and you'd have to explain it and then just go without whereas if you're gluten-free or dairy-free there's so many alternatives now to you can still have a nice meal without including those um different and the same with if you you know you're looking at eating healthily i think so many more restaurants and eateries are catering for the fact that people are a bit more mindful of what they're eating um and just being i think confident in yourself that if you don't want you know a whole meal and you don't want them to bring out a whole meal i'll just ask them you know how i would like it presented and don't be hung up about what they think because they do it for everybody um and that's also their job Um, so it's working out, I guess, and in our lead up to Christmas, we have like a 10, um, it's like, a, I've actually, I'll send it to you all because it's a download. Um, it's a 10 kind of step um, mechanism that helps you to manage different situations. And that's one of them is um, being okay with speaking up for yourself and being okay with turning up and saying, oh, no, I've had something to eat. So often if there's If I go somewhere and there's food there that I don't necessarily want to eat, I'll just say, no, I had lunch or we had a late lunch or we had a late meeting and I'm not hungry. And it's not necessarily offensive anymore either. I don't think to say, no, I don't want any food. (laughs) But Australian, if you don't want to drink, everyone's very upset about that. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So you can often say, no, thanks, I don't want to drink. And six people will say, no, have one. And um, I think it's a really, if you're really trying hard to change things and people are insisting, um, what would you say to that? What kind of, um, do you have anyone in your life who says, come on, you know, have that naughty bit of whatever or um, here's another drink and if you say no and they just pour it, I think there's a lot of that goes on. I, I see it in our 
um, even in our circle, I just um, uh, think there's a level of it's a bit of fun. <laughs> I think you've got to um, plan ahead and if they pour you a drink, you just leave it uh, yeah. because it's your body. Yeah. You've got to do what's right for you and they're not in your body and, you know, you might have saboteurs who uh, don't want you to succeed. So you've got to go in with a very positive and strong mindset yes. because those people don't mean anything to you. It's only your close family and friends. That's a great, oh gosh, that's, I'm glad we recorded that. <laughs> <laughs> because that's where it comes from is, no, this is my goal and it's my long-term goal. And this, this one, you know, afternoon of drinking and eating is going to undo and it, it, I'm going to say that you could undo anything good you did during the week with one afternoon of eating what you want and drinking whatever you want because those you really need to be in deficit and you could just add another eight or nine even a thousand calories pretty easily if you're drinking and eating um, so all this work you do Monday to Friday in your good stringent routine and you do your food prep and take everything everywhere and then you just have one person who goes ah come on and you go ah oh, okay and that's a whole week gone so it is something to be mindful of um and i think what you will find is if you are not drinking you'll be eating better and making better choices because you're not um excited <laughs> by the alcohol and your guard's not down because the minute um you're drinking your whole whatever um, long-term view goes out the window and it's all about you know the moment so i think that was beautifully put helen thank you thanks Jackie, what about uh, if you've got, because it's, it's easy to say that to friends or colleagues, but what about if uh, any tips um, if there's family members or close friends who seem to be sabotaging you? Yeah, that's interesting. And you will find those uh, in your sometimes in your space um, and they'll be the ones who either don't comment on your weight loss <laughs> They don't go, oh, you're looking good. or And they know what you're doing. Do you know what I mean? And they're not supporting. They're not saying, wow, you know, encouraging you because it's a massive step. Um, but if someone is like quite pushy with, you know, I'm having cheesecake and here's your piece of cheesecake, um, I would just say, I really love it that you're loving me with food. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't love me with food anymore. We'll have to work out something else. Ha, ha, ha. So that's often, and that's often how people, my mother loved us with food. She she sheltered and fed us and everything else in the world could be falling apart. But so long as you'd had a good meal, um, you were okay as far as she was concerned. So that's a lot of people do that. They cook for you or they bring you food. And you know a lot of people with eating disorder will be feeding other people. So it's something to watch for. Um, but you could say, you know, what you're doing is not supporting me and I really love you and I want you to support me. So can you please stop? asking me to do these things because I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, and that's a nice way of doing it. And if they don't listen to that, you'd have to just, I don't know, then there's a whole um, different, a few different levels that you would work through before you go, you know what, you're just not helping me. And it's are you an asset in my life or are you not? It's one of those things. And you do hear of it in the journey is that um, underpinning some relationships are these kind of unconscious, um, I guess, um, reason. You know how you talk about reason, season or a lifetime? There's some parts of being overweight that it's often um, 
there's a particularly in like partnerships you might see that um, one partner will choose somebody who is overweight because they think it's a safe bet they don't think they're going to go and find another girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever so it's safe then when that starts to change sometimes they're like oh hang on a minute (laughs) you might be you know back on the scene and I'm freaking out about that so their insecurities come up Um, and you'll find it in friendships and in close relationships and family because again food is such an emotional thing do you agree yeah definitely yeah and it's a hard one to um, to deconstruct, and and it's hard when you're actually deconstructing it on your own with your whole new way of doing everything, and then you've got this other input. Um, does anyone have someone in their life that you're just like, I don't know what to do with you. You're really not helpful. No, I've been uh, lucky that all my family and friends support me. Yeah, that's. But I was just reflecting that if you've been the fat friend or the fat sister for your whole life, yeah. then all of a sudden you're not. <laughs> It, it forces the friends or family to then re-examine because there, there could be someone who now is the fat friend. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it does. It's a role. It's an actual role change. So it, it is like, look, who will we be now that you're this glamour puss and I'm this fat person? Like it's just um, it is interesting how it does bring up these. Um, and it's all sometimes it's very subtle and sometimes people are really angry about it. Um, <laughs> your success so I think in that case it's about boundaries and overall looking at how you're going to assert yourself when people are stepping on your boundaries and for a lot of us um, and I've said this in a couple of our videos it's sometimes this big step of actually saying no look I'm going to look after myself now this is possibly the first time this has been said in your life is no I'm putting me first And again, people are not going to like it all the time. Um, You'll be doing different things. You'll be saying no to, you know, alcohol and and food and that sort of thing. And it kind of does show up their habits. And sometimes they're like, oh, I could be doing a little bit better here. So they'll either go, good on you. I might get involved or what, and they might want to know what you're doing and learn about it. Or they'll be like, no, I don't want anything to do with it because it's showing up too many things for me and I can't cope with that. Mm. Um, So I guess from a Christmas perspective and the different stages that we're in, Helen's obviously had more experience at um, navigating these humans and these situations as well. But I will often, if I'm, um, I'm always looking at maintaining good health overall, whether I'm, you know, trying to lose a few kilograms to get to that good health or whether I'm trying to gain muscle or whatever my job is at that time. So I often have a goal um, that I'm working with. And I think when you've got a goal like you guys have as well, it's um, I'm more okay with turning up somewhere not hungry or turning up and I'll actually take something that I really like and particularly now I've got no dairy or gluten in anything I've got things that I'll I'll take enough to share with everyone so it also means that I get the food that I want to put in if I don't know what's going to be where I'm going I'll take a share plate or take something that I know that at least that one thing I will enjoy um, and that can be a way of managing. Um, we've also got some good recipes that are quite cute, like um, 
what's it called? Cherry tomato Santa and um, little pops, like toothpicks with little um, veggie skewers and that sort of stuff. And there's some really fun recipes that are quite cute and a bit more kind of festive to make. Um, And it just shows you what you can do with good food. And I think sometimes um, other people, if you bring it along, they're like, oh, my God, that was so healthy and it was so yummy. Um, So sometimes it'll also, it's a bit infectious as well. Um, good to bring along does anyone have any other um, strategies for dealing with um, outings or how to um, set healthy boundaries around um, how people are managing you as well no that's okay um someone else was asking about cheese was that one of you guys in this group no we've got a I've got a few questions up here from the group (laughs) (laughs) which I'll go through shortly. Um, But I guess um, over the next few weeks and in the group and also in the newsletters, we'll be um, putting in different strategies each week that we will bring into the Christmas period about um, preparing food or different recipe ideas or, you know, strategies. The other thing that might come up is um, how do you feel about this new way of, are you happy with it? Um, Is it, are you missing celebrating with food and how will you um, maybe uh, manage any emotional um, things that come up over that period of time has anyone experienced that times where maybe you would like we have Christmas Eve we always have Christmas Eve at our house and we have family and friends and it's drinks and food and whatever Um, and that's kind of our Christmas and then Christmas Day is very we're a small family so we just have four or five of us at the most Um, but that I think for me would be very different if I didn't have I like it because I can manage the food (laughs) that's why I like to entertain because I get to choose what we eat Um, but also like how do you usually when you're even prior to surgery when you're looking at uh, maybe losing weight or changing the way you were eating if you turned up to a party or an outing and there wasn't anything that supported good health did you just not eat anything or did you end up defaulting to eating whatever was on offer I think it can depend on the mood you're in as well, because if there was nothing, you might default and just go, well, I'll, I'll get back on track tomorrow and then just hoover up all the food. Um, but I think if you can plan with your families and friends and say, look, what if I bring along this? And then you know that at least the thing you bring is what you can eat. Yeah, exactly. There's an option there for you. And, yeah, and also um, to talk about it and introduce it to others as well um, and just different combinations of food. I found, and I'll share this with you, it's nothing Christmas-related, but this book, um, and I'll post it in the group, it's called The Anti-Inflammatory Cookbook. and um, some of the recipes in there are so easy and they're combinations of foods and kind of flavors that um, I wouldn't have normally paired together, but I'm just cooking all of our meals out of that at the moment. I just write down everything we need. So I'll post it up in the group because it is, um, there's dips in there that are really beautiful and there's just really um, things that aren't too hard to make. But last weekend we had friends over and I made everything out of this book starters entree main and everyone was like oh my god that was such beautiful food whereas normally I think there's an association between getting together and eating crap (laughs) 
So I think people are quite surprised when you can eat beautiful, fresh, um, not a lot. It doesn't have to be a stack of food just to get together with people. And I think it's nice to kind of um, be the person who shares that with others as well. It's like, well, this is how it could be. Some people just don't think about it. Um, they just have their default, you know, that you remember that old cob loaf where you cut out the bread and you put yes. that big, thick yes. <laughs> dip in there and you just used to, so we just default. We do what mum did or we do what our, you know, relatives did or whatever and they become the staple. So then forevermore that's um, now habitual in a lot of ways and it's the, they're the foods that we eat, whereas if you're kind of looking around at, um, you know, changing things up, you are the instigator of that in a lot of ways in families because it is um, often the, it, the people that you stick with before surgery will have those habits also. So you can be quite a game changer. <laughs> which is And I, I think what you said before is people tend to focus on what they can't eat, but if you reframe that into... I can eat this, I can eat that, and I can eat this and go in with that positive attitude. I think that helps as well. Yeah, I agree. But you're right because you kind of go in with that, God, this won't be much fun. I can't have all those other things. But um, I think also, and you might agree, having um, been a bit further out, is that your tastes change and your desires change as you become um, more aware of what you're eating that maybe a punnet of blueberries to me is a bit exciting whereas you know five years ago maybe that would wouldn't be too satisfying so it does change over time when you're continually putting in good food the things that you want um, also change so also I talk about um, that brings me to another point I talk about having personal rules and um, so I'll I usually refer to mine because it's easier to understand as a story. Um, so I have personal rules around um, I won't eat anything that's fried. I just don't enjoy it. And I even if I do enjoy it on the way in, it makes me feel awful afterwards. So that's my thing is if it's fried, I don't even consider it because it's just a waste. And, and I think when you've got a tiny little tummy and the opportunities to have these um, indulgences are not every day, um, you have to be really selective so it's like um if someone hands me a portuguese tart i don't care if it's monday i'm having it (laughs) (laughs) they're the things it's like they're the things that absolutely make my heart sing when i eat them and i know they're not awesome but i don't do it every day but if i'm going to do it i do it really well um and i don't have an awful lot of it because i often now i just can't i'm not i don't can't do the volume like I did have a bit of an eating issue when I was in my teens and I could just hoover in chocolate and sweet and sugar and all that sort of stuff and it didn't seem to affect the way I functioned but now I just can't I think sugar sends me I can feel it hit my brain um so it's just different ways of um responding to food as well and I think if you're really listening to your body you start to know what works for you and what doesn't like I know if I mix chocolate and coffee I'm just not sleeping because it's just kicks me up again and um I can't rest so I know to avoid dark chocolate and caffeine after midday because just I can't manage it so it's little personal rules that if you're out in a social situation and there's you know chips on the table and there's dips and there's chocolate biscuits or there's dessert so if you've had an entree and a main which you probably can't fit in anymore but 
um, if you've had two things that you wouldn't normally do, you can't have a third. Like it's a rule that you run your life by and it's working out kind of how that works for you. Um, you know, if you're going out, so over the Christmas period, if you're going out for two uh, two events, you eat at one and not the other. And um, or you eat, I'll have a protein shake sometimes before I go anywhere just so I'm not going hungry. Um, and that way I don't walk in and go, ooh, and start. If I start, that's pretty much, are you the same? It's like I'll just have one more of those and one more of those. Um, but if you go in feeling satisfied and you've bought something that you enjoy, um, set up your standard of what you'll do. So uh, another one to think about is when you are drinking, um, what is your personal rule? How many are you going to have? What are you going to drink? It's a pretty special, it's more like back in the day when we, you know, going to a restaurant was a special event when I was a kid. Um, and now you can do it any other day of the week if you want. So it's working out um, these situations and structuring them with, you know, your own, in your head, you don't have to be telling everyone at the dinner table, oh, I don't do that. I do that, though. I don't do that, and I don't do that. <laughs> People sit down for dinner with a nutritionist. They're like, what's Jackie eating? So, um... <laughs> well, quick, let's do it before Jackie gets here. <laughs> yeah. It's all about balance. Um, and I, you know, I enjoy a glass of wine, but I don't have more than two. That's my rule. Um, occasionally there'll be a third drink, but I just regret it. It's just not fun. So those sorts of things, when you get to know yourself well, you can go, well, that's just not going to work for me, so I'm not going to do that. Um, but, yeah, work out what your foods are for special occasions and have them. But um, I think part of our problem in uh, this day and age is that all the discretionary foods or foods that were like party food are available everywhere you go now. It's not like, um, you know, when we were kids, you got chocolate at a party where you cut it up with a knife and fork and that was fun. And then you didn't see chocolate for months after that. We don't have that anymore. So your personal rules have to run your regulation. Um, and it's the same when you go to the supermarket. It's like, what are your rules? Um, don't read every label of every new product because you're just getting sold to and you'll end up buying stuff that you don't need. Um, so little things like that make a massive difference to kind of how you now run, you know, the way you're working your life as well. Is that helpful? Yep. I've banged on for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, and you will see feeding into our group, there'll be, you know, a weekly couple of things and there's actually a, a long flyer. We did it last year and we're doing it again this year because it was such a success because people do want to know, especially if you're in the early stages. Um, but yeah, can you imagine if you haven't told your family and you're in soft food stage or liquids at Christmas and you're trying to hide it? <laughs> I don't have any strategies for that. No. <laughs> do you? <laughs> no tricky yeah let you know after christmas day <laughs> do you have family members to neil who are um, not on board? my my side of the family no but my husband's don't yeah so you'd be surprised how people are too busy worrying about themselves as well They're yeah do, doing their thing christmas day might be different if you're sitting down and everybody's got you know their plates stacked with you know turkey and pudding and all that sort of stuff but um and why why is neil not drinking <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah it'll be interesting I'd love to check back in after Christmas and see how it all went I have yeah. a friend of mine who um her 
partner used to feed her she was overweight to begin with but she he just she'd say no I'm going to lose weight and he'd go honey I bought you ice cream or I bought this for you so he was the one who was feeding her and um and almost loving her in that way but really not helping her at all um so she mentioned that she was having the surgery and and it would be interesting to see she's like, I just need to do this for myself and for my own health. And she was nearly 200 kilograms in the end. Um, And I was interested to see how he was going to go because that was his thing was this food. And, um, and I think, you know, it was a safe place for him. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, it is always um, interesting when some relationships are totally solid, you know, large or small or, you know, short hair or long hair. Um, And others are really quite, there is a dynamic there that there is an underpinning of kind of imbalance that is, it shows up when things start to change. Um, And also, for the person who's going through the weight loss you're more confident more outgoing you're looking at doing different things and sometimes it's like yeah we're all on board with this and other times it's like well I don't you know I didn't sign up for that so it's very different for everybody and I think there's so many levels it's not just learning how to eat differently it's learning how to think differently and um you know and look after yourself and like Helen said set those boundaries and um find the people who respect them and um hang with them I always tell it to my son when he's having trouble. I'm like, just go where the love is. And I think that's a really um, good thing to to kind of implement is um, go where it feels good. And if you're going places that doesn't feel good anymore, it's either have that conversation um, and let them know how you feel and then work out what to do from there as well. That's why we call it a journey. <laughs> <laughs> So it's um it's certainly that as well. And so I'm going to wrap up soon. Does anyone have any other questions or um, other things that they're concerned about? No, I'm good, thanks. You're good? Everyone else is very quiet, so I'm yep. glad you're here. Taking it all in. <laughs> That's good. That's also very good. And you can watch it all back again as well. But um, I will, um, the other thing I'll do because I've gone on long enough is I'll do the Announce the Transformation Tuesday People winners. And um, oh, one thing I wanted to mention was, I don't know if you can see it, it's always a problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll have to post it in the group. It's our new, it's like the Easy Snacks um, stacker but it's insulated. It's a new one. And with this background, there it is. Look at that. (laughs) Yep. And so it's three um, hot or cold sections and they're brilliant for Christmas time. And the other thing is make sure you ask people for portion management containers for Christmas if they're wondering what to buy you. I also, on the website now, we've got these silicon little muffin tins and they're handy for um you know if you're cooking up um cake or you're making a you know a large portion of something that you don't want to have sitting in the fridge that's going to tempt you you can put them into these and just um you can take them out but freeze everything in small portions so that it's not a big slab of whatever it is sitting there because over this time of year if you are eating solid foods um you can of course enjoy some food that's you know not um on the usual 
menu, but just the size of what you do and setting yourself up to, for success with um, portion management is the key. So we've got actually in preparation for Christmas heaps of these. These are star-shaped ones. And we've got all these new little, um, they're almost like a silicon tray of bears, like gummy bears. So you can make little collagen um, protein-rich little lollies basically. So they're also ways around kind of, um, you know, instead of buying a packet of jelly beans or whatever you can make your own protein rich ones as well so um yeah we also have i need to double check it but there's gift vouchers we did last year on the bn multi-site so if someone says hey to neil i don't know what to get you for christmas <laughs> you'll go well i'd love that bento box from bn multi um but they do have a downloadable gift voucher so if a lot of people are um doing the journey together with other family members and that sort of stuff so if you don't know what to get them they can um stock up on lunch boxes and bits and pieces but it's um the portion management side of our business is growing really fast and we have a lot of fun kind of finding these new um, ways of storing and transporting food because that's what it all becomes about in the end isn't it mm. packing your lunch box for the week <laughs> yep pretty much uh and so for people on other um stages over christmas just yeah and the other thing is if your clinic or your team your professional team are having any closures check into that just in case something comes up that you're not sure about um and just know where who to contact if um you come into any hit any hurdles along the way um, but being um, new on the journey please um, post any of your concerns and questions in the group because that's kind of building such a great um, level of knowledge for everybody and um, a community and the other thing we did today was set up the mentoring in the group as well so um, you know if you're new on the journey you could find someone like Helen who might be interested in sharing some information on her coping strategies and you can find people in the group and um, become a mentor or be mentored so that's our kind of new way of connecting the community as well and striking up conversation last week there was a big um, bariatric Christmas party on the Sunshine Coast did anyone know about that no mm, that was good that was Shannon Taylor and Alita Cobb who are both bariatric patients on the Sunshine Coast. And they're just incredible. They're both really athletic now. And um, they put together this big party. I think there was probably, I'm sure there was 40 or 50 people came along from, must be just from Queensland because everything was shut. But um, they had a weekend of, I think it went for three days, <laughs> where they uh, went to the beach and they did uh, park run and then they did Mount Coolum and then they had a party and then I saw them rolling around on the beach there were a few drinks um, <laughs> so it's something they're doing every year and we got behind that and supported them as well and um, yeah it was just a wonderful weekend for everyone there's some so, photos up on one of the um, websites I can't remember which Facebook page it is yes yeah. some photos of everyone Ah, and I think we posted some today too. So our photographer went up there for the weekend and followed so nice. them all around and took all the photos. Yeah, so we're, yeah, we try and support those. Yeah, be and there's another um, arm of our kind of uh, what do you call it empire that we're doing. It's called BN Inspired. BN Inspirer. And you can also share your story via a 
on our website there's a document now and you can fill it out and share your story and it becomes part of a whole collection of everybody's journey basically um so we'll keep you in the loop about all of that as well but we're always basically our goal is to connect you if you're lost with another um you know good practitioners and um good other people who are going through the same thing so your team uh who look after you and do your dietetics and your surgery are always the first port of call but if you're kind of moving or you're changing your you know dietitian or anything like that we have contact with all the bariatric dietitians in australia so let us know and we can usually direct you to someone who's um fabulous so on that note um yeah keep your eye on the group for all the different christmas um prep information as well and um good luck for those who are just starting out it sounds like you're all um complication free and just waiting to munch on something crunchy <laughs> Rub it in. Definitely. <laughs> Someone in one of the other groups today said, when can I start eating cruskets? And I wrote back and said, cruskets and cardboard. No, just like cardboard, cruskets shouldn't be con- confused with being human food. <laughs> I thought it, I thought it was funny. But, um, yeah, I'm a nutritionist, so I would think that was funny. So have a fabulous week. And if you've got anything else that comes up, please post it in the group and we'll just keep the conversation going leading up to the Christmas period. And I hope you've all got a holiday booked or something that isn't um, so local. (laughs) We've got a holiday about about an hour away from our home. So (laughs) that's exciting. So I'm signing off. I'll let you all go. Have a wonderful week. Thank you very much. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Renine. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. And just before you go, we would love to hear your feedback. So please give us a rating and review. For other interesting topics of conversation and inspiration, come and drop into our Facebook community at BN Bariatric. If you've enjoyed our podcast, we hope you will share on your Facebook or Instagram and hit subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.